0: I, too, would like to see Tony Mulvey take a shot at that. We're going to take a look at our our roundtable here and looking at what's going on in terms of how we're going to get through this particular situation. And uh, I've got uh, two gentlemen here with expert knowledge of what could possibly happen here as well. Zach Strickland, Tony Mulvey here as well. So, gentlemen. Kind of with the idea of how we're going to get through this. I feel like, well, let me, let me just run through a series of charts here uh, that we've got here. First off is this one that we produced last week. This is uh, the one that Joanchak did about truck utilization. Obviously, we're kind of coming back there there uh, in terms of what his numbers say at this particular point. Moving on, uh, we move to this uh, the, the contract versus spot uh, rates that's uh, kind of been in flux and obviously inverted at this particular point. Next chart, please. And then we get this article, which came out not too long ago, about uh, trucks moving into deeper limbo and uh, moving into the, um, the, of course the OTVI in terms of in, uh, how things have paired over. The, we haven't really seen anything consistent over the course of the last five years. And then finally, you see this chart warehousing starts just plummeting off the end of the earth at this particular point. As you look at the idea of normal, and I know that we have different ideas about what normal could possibly be, but at the same time, I feel like if we took a round-the-world flight and we started off at normal and, we, and we're coming back and we kind of see Q2, maybe Q3 next year as kind of being where we're kind of getting back to at least where we want to be, it feels like we're flying upside down and inverted, uh, towards that, what do you see when you are looking at this in terms of? Uh, are we going to come back to anything familiar uh, in terms of, of how this trucking economy is going to come back? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, yes, we're going
1: to have moments of familiarity. Uh, But what we've seen over the past probably five years has been extremes in terms of where the market is. So at some point we're gonna fall, we're probably gonna operate in the middle of those two extremes to some extent. Uh, Right now we're kind of in that low end extreme in terms of what it feels like as a trucking uh, operator or any logistics service provider is in one of the worst environments they can imagine. Even though in terms of like economic demand, that's actually not as bad as it's been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I guess the, the warning sign there is that things could actually get worse. Uh, but that's, that's a scary thing to say uh, for any logistics uh, provider. From a shipping perspective, That that also means that things could probably get worse for them if the economics don't pan out and stabilize and floor out. So <clears throat> there's so many moving parts now COVID and the pandemic have introduced so much energy (laughs) into our economy, geopolitical situation. We are seeing, uh, you know, and again, the war in Israel now. Uh, that is actually going to have a long tail to it in terms of how things start to flush out. We're seeing this return to protectionism. Uh, a lot of countries and supply chains are now bringing all these things back closer to home, in-house. Diversification is just another word for <laughs> we're trying to de-risk uh, our, our, our environment. And that's going to take a while mm. uh, to really flush out. And we're not going to know what normal <laughs> is probably for several years. What's your
2: take? Well, my take was going to be what is normal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, since 2017, nothing's really been normal? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you've been in a hot market, followed by 2019, which was arguably the worst market of all time. Then you follow up with 2020, where you had two trucking cycles within a, what, nine-month span, really? Now you follow that up with a 24-month boom, and now we're in the environment where... Like Zach said, we've been in these extremes, like COVID brought the extremes. I think one of the interesting things is like w- there's nothing that tells us when when we get back to normal. A- and you made a good point, like there's so much economic data that kind of goes into this. I was actually looking at something yesterday, I saw it on X, and it showed there's, when the treasury curve is inverted, there's not been a recession. It's when they reverse that inversion normalizes again is what it almost triggers a recession right now the curve is pretty inverted right Mm. and so if that switches and right now we're in this freight recession doesn't necessarily mean we go to a full-fledged recession but that is on the horizon and if that happens it kind of intensifies the risk in the market right now like it's already there we're already feeling the brunt of it yes we may freight may be one of the things that moves out of it earlier Mm -hmm. it it tends to because it gets ahead of things but it doesn't mean that we're going right back to to things improving like it there's still so much economic risk that it feels like even q2 q3 there's still so much risk involved that it's hard to say like that's when we get back to like this middle ground
0: knowing that the the market's going to turn at some point positive you i mean we're looking at that as maybe an idea of quote quote unquote normal but to your point um if we don't really know what normal is, at least do we have a chance to look at and possibly say we're in, perhaps a paradigm shift as to how we get back? Are we going to change that much, or is are we going to like you said? We're going to have periods of familiarity, but is it going to be that familiar?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think we're, you know, if, if you look back over the last, I don't know, seventy years or so, we really haven't had what you would consider stability at any point in time outside of maybe this five to six year stretch of 2010 to 2016 where the world was in relative order. (laughs) Uh, We had stable economic growth. GDP in America at least was uh, two to three percent pretty consistently. And everybody, I think, applies that as like this is what normal is. We hear it all the time in the transportation space. Uh, Things are going to go back to that way. Well, the data that we look at every day (laughs) tells us that that's actually the anomaly. (laughs) So these periods of like comfortable, stable growth are probably they're they're probably kicked down the the road for a while because of all that energy that I talked about from the COVID pandemic. We had this huge stimulus. This is why economists don't like four percent gdp <laughs> because yeah. they know the fallout from an overheating think about a fire you know tony mulvey's fire that he's going to shoot an arrow into at f3 uh, <laughs> and when you when you blow on that fire with a lot of air what happens it's it gets really hot and the flame goes high but guess what all the fuel burns up faster and you're left with ashes that actually inhibit the fire that is what we're dealing with right now is this overheated Ash building kind of damping effect on the economy and in the transportation space.
2: Bit well, a
0: sh- bit of a shift there as well, or what?
2: Well, and the issue is the government is taking their steps to like tighten their the fiscal tightening, right? But they're also that's another promoting m- stimulus yeah. still. Like th- that's they're, another they're m- pulling. Two opposite levers that move in different directions.
1: But that's another moving piece in all of this is that yeah. governments around the world, not just in America, are starting to take increased action because of what they did during COVID. Yeah. They 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 said, this was a success. We're able to intervene in the economic uh, cycle. And, it, There's, and positivity came out of that to some extent. Yeah. But the argument can also be made that they did too much. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the interesting part, right?
2: You, I mean, you look at the raising interest rates as a demand destructor, then you have the government turning around, signing these bills to promote infrastructure and and spending, not at the consumer level, but at the industrial level, trying to drive U.S. manufacturing, things like that. Those are stimulus measures, right? Mm-hmm. Like you go from tightening your fiscal side on on one end to pumping money into the economy. You are working against yourself to basically. It feels like there there's just no alignment with mm-hmm. what they're doing and ultimately it it prolong it gives this longer tail to where we're at which is mm-hmm. why it's like it's hard to say there's this recovery back to normal going to happen any i think anytime soon like we maybe thought it was going to happen
0: real quick what do you think is the most unfamiliar thing that we're going to be having to deal with
1: i think all the supply chain reorganization this protectionist like you know the government interventions uh, and things like that are going to create a world that we we've never dealt with before.
2: Yeah, I mean, spot on. I think it's this de globalization is mm-hmm. this part it, that's been the focus for so long that now it's a complete mental shift, and how that actually impacts the day to day
0: chaos. Advocates, get ready. <laughs> We're going to have to do this. Thank you for joining us for our roundtable. We will take a short break, and we'll come back with you to wrap up this issue for it Was now after this.